Somewhere on the spectrum. Somewhere talking with James. In Japan. Today on Somewhere on the Spectrum. James is in Japan. That's right. Nihon. <laughs> Arigato gozaimasu. You know what I'm saying? That's right. He's in Japan, and we are doing a remote recording for the first time. We're stepping our game up. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're branching getting, out. And eventually, we're going to get to to video. Um, but yeah. until then, we're, we're taking our steps one step at a I time. I just want to point out, James, that I now officially have hoes in different area codes. Come at me. Hey. <laughs> we talk about a little bit about uh, some comedy. That's right. We talk about... What it's like to be shocked by some cultures, to be in a different environment than something you're used to. Yeah. A little bit of uh, frustration in politics. And good old-fashioned capitalism. Good old-fashioned capitalism. I am not a crook. And democracy. (laughs) Democracy. That's right. I'm saying. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Enjoy the show. I'm adjusting my chair. Okay. Because I'm uncomfortable as fuck. We get. Yeah, that chair's not comfortable. No, man. I don't know why. <laughs> I need to get new chairs, bro. It's all good. Like, I got a kitchen table chair. I and mean, I, like somehow my ass goes to sleep in like 20 minutes. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening. It's bad. It's me. We've been talking for like 10 minutes. Like, my ass is asleep. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here like, I need to pay attention to James. He's calling me from Japan, but I can't feel my ass cheeks. <laughs> It's, it's tough to pay attention when you can't feel your butt. No. It's true. Because then slowly, then your balls fall asleep. <laughs> then your legs. Nope. Then your dick. <laughs> but what you do is you go get you an Earth Burger. That's right. Because it'll make your dick hard. Boom. What up, bro? <laughs> Chicka Chase! Chicka John! In Japan, live from Japan. That's right. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, motherfucker. Or or better yet, Ohio gozaimasu. Ohio gozaimasu. It is, uh, it is morning here. It, it is, is, n- oh, it is. It's 7 in the morning. 9 in the morning, right? 9 a.m. right now. So it's 7 p.m. here on Wednesday. Yeah. And that nine is. 9 in the morning, your time. That messed up my sleep schedule completely. <laughs> I do not doubt that. <laughs> literally, when day becomes night is what happened to you. Yeah, literally. And as much of a night owl as I am, um, yeah, it's it's tough. That, And when I get back, I go back to work, and oh, well, it will be yep. equally as difficult, but that would be nice. The most I've ever done is, like, I don't know how far Abu Dhabi and Dubai are. I don't know what their time zone differences are, but, like, 10 hours, I think? That sounds about right. I think it was 10 hours, and so, like, I had to call my bank once, and uh, that was the shit. Like, the shit. It was awful. Dang. You had to... Call the bank to basically just like let them use your cards or let. Yeah, so I called uh, ahead of time, like weeks ahead of time, and yet when I got to the airport in near Abu Dhabi, my card didn't work. Dang. And it and it never worked the whole ten days I was there. We we went to let's see. So we're banking with AT with not AT and T USAA. That's who I was banking with too. Wow. And they actually, they sent us a message saying, hey, are you on a trip right now? Do we need to um, activate the travel thing or whatever, like something, vacation? Oh, word, yeah. Um, And I guess because we use it on our phones and our phones find our location and our phone numbers associated with the app and trusted, it was just like, cool, we know you're here. So if we see a thing happen we'll know it's you but just so we know for sure validate it for us real quick gotcha and yeah it's it's been working just fine no i had awful trouble with them i eventually left them because of that 
Yeah. Is that you or me? That was me. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. This is what happens when you're recording in different, you know, countries and stuff. <laughs> What's crazy is the first thing. Okay, so, so, um, this is probably going to be a travel episode, a yeah, travel centric episode because I love traveling. Both of us have been out of the country. This is actually my yeah. my third time out of the country, but the first time mm. doesn't really count. Because uh, it was Mexico, and we live basically in northern Mexico. Um, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. So when I moved to New York, just to kind of give you context for what I'm about to say. Okay. When I moved to New York, the first thing I noticed was there were more um, black people than I'd ever been around ever. In New York? In New York. Oh, yeah. Ever. Okay. Like, That's fair. I got on a train, and I was like, holy cow. Like, this whole train is full of people that look like me. Well, yeah. First I mean, thing. you lived on the north side of San Antonio. Right. Right. <laughs> that was a bit of a culture shock, but it was dope. It was amazing. Um, right. Then, fast forward to now... And I mean, coming coming back to Texas from New York, I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much I'm submersed in Hispanic culture or, or Mexican culture as well. Um, but the first thing I noticed when I got to Japan was literally, wow, there are so many different ethnicities of Asian here. It, oh, really? It's I'm surrounded by way more Asians than I've ever been surrounded by i mean yeah which is totally cool but it's just like disarming a little bit because it's just so different um but yeah it's so cool are you getting are you getting a lot of people staring at you um what's strange is so we're in tokyo right now we're about to go to some more rural areas of japan Mm. um but in tokyo i think it's so um from what I understand, I think it's so um, travel-centric that they're kind of used to different people. Oh, okay. Um, so I definitely have seen people look at me, but I don't feel like they're staring at me. And I have a lot of reasons for people to stare because I have like a nose ring and dreadlocks and I'm black and all of that. But I don't feel... I mean, you have a septum piercing, which is different than a nose ring. Yeah, that's even even more jarring. <laughs> even more even more uh, obscure for, for Tokyo. Or at least for San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, not for New York. Not at all for New York. But, like, as much as I've, I've, I know people see me as different, I don't feel ostracized for it. Oh, that's good. Now, on top of that, though, I do know living in Japan may feel a little different because um, from what I understand, there's no regulation as far as discrimination for living um, oh. and, and things like that. So if if I wanted to find an apartment in Japan, um, it is not unlawful for them to deny me due to whatever reason they choose, whether it's I'm a foreigner, I'm black, I'm all of these things. Yeah, you got a lot of things against you at the moment. Right. <laughs> but yeah. from... Um, well, remember in Texas, you can still be let out. Of, like, you can be fired. You can be evicted all on the fact that you're gay. Yeah. That's yeah. so it's still, true. It's still not uh, regulated, which is absurd. That's, that's actually a great point. I didn't realize... Um, there's a lot yeah. of things if if you are in the queer spectrum. There are a lot of things that you're barred on in Texas. Yeah, I think people, some people, straight people thought, oh, they got gay marriage now. They're fine. Right. But no, dude, you can still be fired from your job for being gay. Right. But this week, Texas passed a law um, legalizing the carrying of brass knuckles. So we're good there. Wow. Wow. I think I saw somewhere that the NRA is um, 
being tried against San Francisco right now. Oh, San Francisco today declared them a, ter- a domestic terrorist organization. Right. That is fucking hilarious. I thought that's incredible. That's fucking hilarious. Man, it's that. Oh, man. There is a quiet ominence here, too, because there is no there are no um, guns at all. Yeah, that's the kind of culture I grew up in. Really? In Italy? Yeah, no guns. Really? I mean, I was on a I was on a military base, so like I saw them, but they were, you know, doing what they were supposed to do, sticking out of a Humvee with right. a soldier attached to them. <laughs> but uh, no Italians can't have guns. That's it's not lawful. Wow. And so, yeah, I didn't grow up around them. People didn't. There's no concealed carry. You know what I mean? Like I've been at work, and and people have brought a dude was wearing a gun on his hip. Like, bro, you have to come into a retail spot. Yeah. With a gun on your hip, right? It, it's not necessary. Nah, it get really isn't. Shit. No. And I found out apparently, Japan doesn't really have an an armed force. It just has like a um internal protection um kind of force, I guess, like a police force. There's no no armed forces, and it it's crazy to believe. I think America probably is the um, militarial force of the world, basically. Oh yeah, but I mean, in our like, we do go and help a lot of people. Absolutely, you know what I mean? like we are able to deploy our military to help in Sudan in. You know, uh, Mogadishu in Syria, in all these places. So in Bosnia, like Japan ain't helping with that stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But that's a choice. You know what I mean? They've chosen to do that. Right. We had to win wars to get our independence. So, you know, we used to that. Right. That, that just blows my mind. It blows my mind. I know. I, uh, I still like I'm not comfortable with it still like the idea that like dude the other day you know this Popeye's chicken sandwich is blowing up right oh yeah I've heard so, about that some dude in <laughs> some dude in Houston pulled a gun wow and said give me my fucking chi- chicken sandwich at a Popeye's on on the people trying to get yeah, on the employees on the employees wow and to quote Bomani Jones that's a mistake it is a mistake if you're in Texas and you pull a gun, assuming you're the only one with a gun. Oh, that's absolutely right. <laughs> in Texas, for sure. <laughs> in Texas, for sure. You should not assume you're the only one in the room with a gun. Right. And sometimes I assume I am the only one in the room without a gun. I, you know, lately I've or been... Or a blade or something, you know what I mean? I've been thinking more about having some sort of um, firearm... And what? Right, I know. And I talked to Jillian about it, and she's like, absolutely not. But No, why would the, you need a gun? I don't probably need one, but the then fact is, um, with all the stuff with Hong Kong and China, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, yeah. understanding that in the past, the government has gone after its own citizens, um, right. uh, it, it makes me think I, I almost would be foolish to not have not have something at the same time um i do i heard um andrew yang talking about outfitting for free all firearms with uh like personal id oh like uh, uh fingerprint like fingerprint things. sensors yeah yeah so you can't shoot the gun i saw it on a james bond movie it was dope i thought i thought that was an excellent solution to the the issue we have right now sure aside from the fact that most of the time the owners shoot themselves but i think right some some sort of protection in the face of cheese like a governmental crackdown is necessary James, what kind of weed are you been smoking? <laughs> You've been smoking that strong shit? You've been smoking California weed? It's, you know what? It's a crazy thought, but it's happened. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> look, I, I'm in the side of... My mindset is 
I do not believe that in order to feel safe, I need to be armed. And I'm not going to compromise that. Yeah. I'm just not going to. Like, I, I don't leave, especially not some bullshit like some military weapons like AR-15s. Like, I don't, I'm not going to compromise my own mental sort of clarity just because probably most of the people on my on my block have a gun. You know what I mean? Like, But then at the same time, like, if for whatever reason all those people decided one day that you were the problem. Yeah, yeah. And then you're gone, your family's gone, then there's... Yeah, what am I going to do, shoot these people? I'm not shooting anybody. I mean, at the same time, though, who who counteracts... Who counteracts that? Like, does it I don't take know, James? But but you know, we I think we make that choice when we decide where we live. When That's we decide true. Who we're around? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't doubt it if a couple of my neighbors have guns, but they're they're old and they're not trying to pull guns. Like, we can <laughs> we can handle things with you know with some, with common decency and and some discourse. So it's it's more of a mental game. We gotta we gotta educate these. Uh, these people that want to shoot on their emotions and how they feel and dealing with it. I mean, I think a lot of it is just cultural, bro. Like, it's how you're raised. Mm. And if you're raised in a, in a gun-positive environment, whether that be hunting or just dad's got a Glock in his, you know, dresser drawer or whatever, like, you're more apt to be more comfortable with guns. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, like... It's like language. Yeah. You just pick it up because you're around it so often. So, let's see. You've you've been to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I've been to the U, I've been to the UAE. So, United United Arab Emirates. I've been to Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been you've, there. You've been of course to Italy. I've been there a couple times. Um, where else have you have you traveled? I'm born in Germany, so I've been to Germany. That's right, that's right. Uh, I have an aunt in Austria, so I've been there. Okay. France. I went to, uh, old atheist John went to World Youth Day when I was a freshman <laughs> in high school in Paris. Got to see the Pope. Drink Orangina. Nice. It was delicious. Uh, I've been to Croatia. Okay. Uh, to this tiny little island called the Island of Rab, R-A-A-B. Wow. Shout out Croatia. Got rocks on their beaches instead of sand. Sucks. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> the rocks didn't get ground up. So that sucks. Mm. Uh, but it was beautiful. Um, I've been to... I've driven through a lot of European countries. So I've been to Spain. I've been to Barcelona uh, once. Uh, I've been to Belgium, Switzerland... Mexico, holler at Mexico, Monterey, Mexico. All right, all right. UTSA choir, uh, concert choir tour in Monterey. (laughs) Uh, It was kind of dope. The greatest food, man. It's just so fucking good. It is delicious. Oh, man. Um, I have been um, to New York. (laughs) Uh, That's a different country. (laughs) It feels like it. Uh, No, no, it really does. think that's it like i've driven through belgium and luxembourg and um i think that's i think yeah 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 a lot i mean it feels it's a lot like it's a lot of places but when you live in europe it's like super simple to get everywhere yeah, else. like to like travel to different countries and yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah do you like, feel like out of all those places um do you feel like you had a, a culture shock in any of them no. Really? Not except the United States. Really? No. I used to go, so when I was in high school, I went to Germany every year okay. for a week for this thing called the All Europe Honor Choir. I was lucky enough to make it all four years of high school. Remember, Charles talked about this when we talked to him because I was my senior year, I was the number one tenor in Europe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holler. <laughs> um, and at that time, I was the only one who had made it four years in a row, at least of the group that I was with. But funny enough, my sister Erin, who's a dope alto, 
shout out to Aaron who's listening. Oh wow, she sings. Erin's uh, a very good alto. I don't uh, think I knew this. She's she's not a soloist, but she's a choir. Like she sang in choir a lot. Wow. Erin as a as a sophomore was the number one alto in Europe. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she's a good singer. Um, so every year we would go to this town called Bad Kissingen, which is um, a tiny little former royal town. And we would sing in this place called the Regentenbau Grossesau, which is just a recital hall, but it ha- it's so old that it has a, um, or it's a concert hall, rather. It has a place for the king to sit, because, you know, when, it, when they used to have kings. That was the place. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, nah, dude, it was just normal to me. Like, sort of traveling in and out of other cultures is completely normal to me. Mm-hmm. It's just what I did. I was I was a, a white American in a different culture my whole life. I was the odd one out. Odd one out. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Until I came to my own country. Until I moved to my own country, and I was like, "What? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were so cheesy, bro. That when we would fly, like, we went to the states twice when I was a kid. Like, after the ages of four, we mm. went when I was eight, and when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think 14 or 16. And um, we would like land wherever we landed and we would always go find a Denny's. Interesting. Like, I don't know why. It was just like, look at this. Like, and my mom would order shit. Like, we would order shit we could never eat in Italy, like a patty melt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, get, my mom would order that. I absolutely get it. And so, like, I, until I moved to the States when I was 18. I had never really experienced culture shock. Even when, like, my aunt lives in a town called Selamse in Austria. It's a lake town. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful, but it's super Austrian, obviously. Even when we went there a couple times in my life, I never felt out of place. I don't speak German. Yeah. And I'm not Austrian. But I never felt shocked by anything. Like, it just seemed Europe is Europe, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a variation on a theme. And so, but when I moved to the States, when I was 18, forget it. Like I was, that was interesting. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. Did you, did you feel anything like that when you went to Abu Dhabi? Um, or is Abu no, Dhabi more like Abu Dhabi's so Western, Western bro. now? It's so, it was, yeah. I mean, remember like 30, 40 years ago, Abu Dhabi was a desert, right? Nothing was there. It was nothing. And so imagine like you hitting the lottery, right? But you live in Bulgaria or something, right? And you're like a rural person. And you're like, yo, I got $50 billion. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? And you're just like, yo, let's go look at and find the best things from around the world and bring them all here. So Interesting. Like you, got, you got a mall in, in, in Texas? That's cool. We're going to build the dopest mall you've ever seen. <laughs> And in the mall in Dubai, they have the world's largest plexiglass aquarium in the mall. Wow. It's three stories high. So you, like, walk out of H&M and there's a motherfucking shark in front of you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and they're like, oh, you have, in Central Park, they have uh, ice skating. We're going to put that shit in the mall, too. And you guys have skiing. We don't have snow here, but we're going to put in a fake snow skiing place in the mall. Wow. See what I'm saying? So it'd be like the biggest windfall of money you could ever imagine. What can money buy? Dude, yeah. (laughs) So they start doing shit like the cops. Some of the cops have Lamborghinis. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that kind of money. Do you remember the first thing you told me about Abu Dhabi when you got back? Because I remember when you took that trip. Um, You... And it was it was kind of early on when Abu Dhabi, I guess, was just starting to, to. Yeah, this was seven years ago. Grow, yeah. And um, they were still building beaches when I was there. Right. You, know I mean? you said you noticed the people building everything yes. Yes. looked starkly different from like the actual hundred percent thing you were visiting. And you said you were like driving by people. Um, and it just was a stark difference. Like you're enjoying this luxury experience and they are not enjoying a luxury life at all. It's the first time in my life I ever saw slavery in person. 
Yeah. Because where would you even think that you would see it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So my father-in-law worked for a big, big conglomerate there. And so they set him up in a tight-ass apartment. I think it was like 19th floor of the the Hilton, I think, mm-hmm. or the Marriott. Pretty much like a stone's throw from the beach. And like I remember going out to get a pack of cigarettes in the morning, and there was a dude sweeping up sand. Wow. And like he was obviously darker than everybody else, and I just thought like we're on the beach. <laughs> like why you got th- why you got these people sw- sweeping up sand? And then the real the real problem, bro, was we they have private beaches there, and I think my father in law's apartment like included a private beach for him or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the circumstance was, but something like that. And, um, you know, the next to us, there was some Emirati family and the guy was, you know, in just swim trunks and no t-shirt or whatever. And sunglasses, as usual stuff. The, the, I will say for the sake of the conversation, it was a husband. Okay. And then the wife was in a regular bathing suit, but it was a one piece. And um, a couple, another couple as well, dressed similarly. And then there was a baby, um, like playing right on the water's edge. And with the baby oh, looked geez. to be looked to be a twelve year old. No, nothing happened to the baby. You good? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, it's the beach. We're good. I shouldn't I mean, say the water's edge, but right, uh, right, at the, right at the front of the. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Gotcha. And um, working or hanging out with the baby in full hijab was a obviously different looking person than them who looked to be about 12, maybe 14 max. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. Okay, so maybe that's their babysitter or something. And the kid would play and play with this helper and um, then the kid would go into the water the kid's probably five maybe mm-hmm. maybe six the kid would go in the water and the moment the little girl the, the helper got even remotely close to the water the people would yell at her and then she would have to take steps back wow and then she can't enjoy it right Wow. So then at one point, they call the baby boy back in, or baby girl, I don't remember. And they're all sitting in their chairs underneath their their umbrella eating. And the helper is behind them, behind the chairs, squatting down, waiting. Wow. And I just remember thinking, this is disgusting. Like, this is the price... This is what happens when you get so rich so quickly that you don't have morals anymore. Yeah. Because all of these buildings were built by people from Pakistan and Yemen. And they came over on the smallest amount of money with no regulations. And they built this country for them. And then, just because you're born, let's say if you have a kid there, your kid is not an Emirati. Right. They're not... It doesn't get it. it. They don't get the citizenship. There's no only. There's only like there's less than a million Emiratis. Wow. It was disgusting to be honest with you. But then, like dudes would hold hands. So you'd be walking through the mall, and there'd be two guys in traditional dress holding hands. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it meant sexual thing, like mm-hmm. or an, an, an a, a romantic thing, but they were. Um. Everything, there were so many things geared towards children and families. It was amazing. There were parks everywhere. Wow. So it was this sort of weird juxtaposition. And then uh, we found it very difficult to find local food. Everything was McDonald's, Subway. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Instead of church's chicken, they had Texas chicken. That's the, uh, that's the capitalist way. Oh, and everything delivered. Wow. I mean, everything, bro. So they had scooters with, like, heating boxes on the back. So, like, you could order a Subway sandwich, and they would deliver it hot. Wow. That's Which, incredible. You know, not against that. Not that I would order Subway. Fuck that shit. <laughs> my stomach. Eat fresh? 
No. That's, that's like the <laughs> Dave Chappelle, he just released his thing and he was oh, like, I watched it. Subway? The subs? <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing up so late? Walking. <laughs> Walking? Walking where? Where, where are you going? Walking where? Going to, going to get a sandwich at Subway. Subway? <laughs> Juicy, Juicy Smollier. Juicy Smollier. Oh, man, I lost my shit. You know, it's funny that you bring that up. That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was this idea. I know we talked about cancel culture before. Yeah. But the, but I, um, do, I firmly believe that anything can be funny. Absolutely. Death. It has to be. That's that's the point Magic of humor. Johnson getting HIV, like anything, anything could be funny. That is the point and of humor. A lot of people freaked out about Dave Chappelle's new special because he says openly that he doesn't believe the Michael Jackson accusers. Right. And I was like, why does everything have to be exactly what you want it to be? Right. Why does it have to align perfectly with you? And if it doesn't, then it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If that were the case, I wouldn't have friends. Because how many of my friends are atheists? Yeah. Not many. Not many. I mean, if you moved to Japan, everybody would be. But Yeah, fuck yeah. Go Japan. <laughs> Shout out to Japan. <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and like the Jesse Smollett stuff. Like, the dude's a buffoon, okay? Yeah, that was pretty bad. He acted like an idiot. Yep. And got called out on it. Got you ever see people walking around in Chicago with rope? <laughs> <laughs> and a MAGA hat? And Quick, MAGA hat. go find out where Kanye West was last night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That shit is so fire. Dave Chappelle is a comedic genius. Absolutely. But do you think that there's room? Can everything be funny? Or are there, for you personally, are there lines, like, don't cross those lines? Do you have um, those? So, so, I think, I think humor is a very personal thing. And I think when you find a comedian that gets your humor, then there are no lines. Like, they, they are going to push the line wherever they think the line may be, because that's their job. Like, you can't... Word. You can't censor a comic. Censoring a comic makes things not funny. So their job is to continually make jokes about wherever the line may be for you. And if you get their humor and they get your humor, then it's just it's just funny. And if they get to a point where it's like, ah, I shouldn't laugh at that, you don't laugh at that joke. They don't do it anymore. They move on to new ones. But Correct. They, they have to tell the joke. I'm with you, man. I think I think the important thing that Chappelle does is he shows that, hey, I'm going to come out here. I'm a professional comedian. This is what the fuck I do. Right. I'm going to write my jokes, and I'm going to say them with an intense, intense intelligence and enough hubris to take out a fucking lion. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. It's not for you. Not everything has to be for everyone. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just because Dave Chappelle doesn't think that Michael Jackson diddled those boys, that doesn't mean Michael Jackson didn't diddle those boys. Right. Right. I, f I fully believe he was diddling. We just, we don't know. That doesn't mean that Dave Chappelle can't say, I don't believe him. You know what right. I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night, and I was like, "Man, when I talk to James, I gotta ask him about that." Yeah. Okay. Because I literally like people give me shit because I think everything's funny. Absolutely. But and and I think the people that can live as freely and openly about and joke about all of these things, um, I think they are open. They're able to be free. Whereas the more you try to like quell a lot of things the more people push your boundaries the more you react the more all that stuff it's true i so completely I'd, agree i'd rather be completely open i know i'm not completely yeah. but <laughs> also i know i mean i just think that there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable you know what i mean absolutely like, not every joke's for you that's and how you, you grow at them all 
You, yeah, hell yeah. Be you can't grow without pressure, right? Lean in yeah. on the uncomfortable. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. How are you going to learn to like butt stuff if you don't just try it until you're uncomfortable? You know what I mean? That's exactly it. And then overcoming <laughs> overcoming the discomfort. <laughs> just got to use more lube. Just, uh, just uh, push it right in, you know? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's gonna, oh. It only hurts the first time-ish. <laughs> but growth. Yes, in your butt. I think, um, man, I wanted I wanted to bring up this shift of perspective that okay. uh, my father in law actually gave me. Oh, this as uh, I've been Shout learning the culture. Right? Shout out, Craig. Um, he basically said, "America has the oldest democracy of all time." And we are one of the, we are probably, well, no, one of the youngest countries out there. Um, But the way our democracy was set up has lasted and for the most part worked. Um, We're not perfect, but we're the oldest. And um, I did not realize that was a thing. Like, prior to democracy being the social governing, well, I guess government in itself was the thing he said specifically. Uh, We have the oldest government. Um, Prior to that was all the monarchs. Like, everybody was trying to take over and conquer land still. Um, And just being here and seeing 600 AD buildings... um, that were built back in the 600s, knowing that was over a millennia, like, and our our country is just not even that old. Like, blows my mind. That's interesting because, like... Absolutely blows my mind. I grew up, like, the well, the first house we lived in that I remember when we moved to Italy was my grandparents' mm-hmm. villa that they were renting. They never owned anything, but they rented dope-ass villas. Because they were teachers, you know what I mean? The musicians. Nobody yeah. had a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, but that that house was probably older than America. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, I don't know for sure, and I guess I could ask my mom, but even the house that my grandmother died in later on um, in a town called Cornedo Vicentino, shout out. Um, I think we give shout outs to people that are never going to listen, like cities. That's great. And countries and Craig. Um, (laughs) And um, like, I'm certain that that building was, that house was built before 1750. Easily. Incredible. It's incredible. So imagine my surprise when I got here and realized people build houses out of wood. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of houses. Well, I guess it's not just wood here, but um, yeah. And the fact that so uh, World War Two brought a lot of destruction everywhere, right? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout out to Michaela walking in. <laughs> Apparently. America was the first country to conquer and not take. Um, Because during all of these wars, it was a lot of cool. Um, We got bombed. We bombed back. And now because we have conquered you in this war, we now take your land. Um, And after... Um, sending over, I guess, the only two atom bombs that have actually been used in war, um, we continued to say, no, we don't want your land. You you keep your own land and do whatever you want. Be free. And that, I didn't, I never saw it that way. It, yeah. it blows my mind. Apparently, um, he also was kind of saying that it was more so to stop Russia yeah, from yeah. from wanting to basically 
take over Japan. And to have a quick end and a swift end, he dropped the bombs in a place where it was not as populated as other places. Sure. Um, we did not attack their cultural capital, which was Kyoto. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah. that Kyoto still, and I'm going to visit that later, still has some of the original buildings um, of My Japan. My buddy Fahad lived there for a couple of, couple of years. That's incredible. In Kyoto. He was teaching in the JET program. And then on top of all of that, said, you know what? We we don't need anything. Keep it. We just wanted to to move on from this. Um, aside from the fact that, yeah, we dropped atom bombs. Don't worry. Uh, the next time a Category 5 comes, we're going to put a nuclear weapon into it. That's oh, yeah, I Trump heard about says. that. Jeez. We're just going to drop a, a bomb in the ocean. I leave for a couple of days. Dude, bro, don't even. <laughs> the, the other day he said for the fifth time that they found on video, I'd never heard of a Category 5. <laughs> there have been four in his presidency. <laughs> no, four is irregular. Category 4 is irregular. That doesn't is, happen that often. Is but Trump a five, a comedian? I've never heard of that. Is Trump, Trump a comedian? Trump I feel is like... a professional troll. <laughs> and he's trolling all of us. Right. Five times. Like, as far back as 2017, he said... No, I've never, never even heard, of, heard of a Category 5. <laughs> the question with him is, and I, and I, I, I'm interested in your answer. Not that okay. we're a political show, but... Right, right. Do you think he's in on the joke? Um, absolutely. I think... I think... At the end of all of it, he does not feel like what he says matters... It's what he does, and he is doing things that will ultimately um, help him make more business and be better capitalists. Um, and I think capitalism itself is a detriment to humanity everywhere. Um, it's good for some. It's really it, good for some. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Taken too far. For those far. who it's good for, like, good on you taken too far and i mean honestly it it probably is the best economic system out there but once 100%. once it goes into um i just want to maximize instead of i want to to make the best things and get the best things to help the most people yeah it 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 gets lost in greed and that's just what we as humans seem to do when we accumulate to put this in perspective Mike Pence is in Scotland. Trump has a resort, you know, golf golf course and hotel 140 miles away from where Mike Pence is meeting with folks. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence stayed at the Trump Hotel. <laughs> so the President of the United States sends the Vice President of the United States to stay in wow. his hotel in Scotland, which is 140 miles away from where he actually needs to be. Wow. And all the security and renting it and everything like that, renting the rooms, all that shit goes to Trump. Yeah, goes right back. So I can't wait for the day when we can look back on this and I can look some of the people that voted for this motherfucker in the face and say, he was a crook and you let it happen. Yeah. Because he told you he was going to bring you jobs and get rid of the Mexicans, you fucking assholes. Yeah. And round two is proving to maybe be happening again. Yeah. So I mean, shout out to everyone that is registered. I saw a meme. Please, 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 please. I saw a meme that uh, a guy went because of said Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy went around to all the Popeyes and I think it was Houston. He was registering, yep, in Houston, yep, you're right. Registering people to vote at Popeyes. I love it. Shout out that guy. I don't know what your name is. If you know him, if you're in Houston right now and you know this guy, shout out that guy. Yeah, somebody give that guy money. Help that guy. Everybody register. What you need? You need a house. We're just gonna we're gonna do a quick ad for voting. <laughs> That's right, dear America. And you know what? Vote for whoever you want to. We're not trying to say just vote one way or the other. Vote, but please let your voice be heard. Do something. 
um, instead of sitting back and watching life pass you by because it's affecting all of us. Uh, we live in a town. I live in a town. It's 1.25, 1.3 million people. Do you know how many people voted for the mayor? How many? In the mayoral race, I should say. So, like, in the tens of thousands? Correct. It's under 10,000. Wow. The dude who decides on everything for a town this size, less than 10,000 people voted. And 1 million. 1.3. Yep. Is one of the biggest cities in America itself. I think it's seventh. Yep. And... Not a what is that? Not a a one percent? Not even one percent? Nope. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Most Less of the people in this 1%. country don't vote for the presidency. I wonder Most. if that is what makes the one percent. Like maybe the one percent are voting in local elections, and that's why one percent are doing well. Oh, maybe yeah, we we need to upgrade that to like at least 4%, maybe even well, 5%, you know? They've been trying to get rid of black voters and brown voters for years. Oh, yeah. And doing it very well. Voter ID laws are 100% about race. Yeah. 100% about race. It's funny. We went from zero politics on a podcast to, like, politics. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 hard not to talk about it. I'm when just tired, man. You go... Yeah. And you go to other countries and you see how they operate and do things. And I'm not saying anybody's country is perfect. No. But at the same time, it, there there is a different way to do it. And everybody, like, there's something that needs to be said. And if you're not voting, you're, you're not saying it. It's, it's just not coming out. I mean, you could be saying lots of things. It doesn't matter because your vote isn't anywhere. Yeah. Look, and the truth is, like, people complain a lot. And we have the right to complain right now because Trump is a dickhole. And he's hurting people. Like, really hurting people. Yeah. You know, the idea that the birthright idea of people who are living overseas not being a thing and not being able... Did you hear about this? No. What is this? So, as of October 29th, I believe... The if you are in the military or working for the government or the State Department or whatever overseas, if you have a baby, your baby does not get birthright citizenship. Wow, they're you changing have to apply that. Apply for citizenship for your child. Wow. Like in what world is that okay? Because you're technically born in another country. See the way that, the reason why it's confusing to me is because. I was born on a military base, which is technically U.S. soil. But according to this new amend, new changes Trump is instituting, that would not guarantee me citizenship. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's. Like, I know we're gonna get more information you know, on this, but from what I read, and I read on, you know, what one would think is a reputable site on CNN. Not mm -hmm. that I spent a lot of time there, but somebody sent me the article. That's the truth. Like, if you're overseas and you're overseas for a certain amount of time and you're, you haven't been back, your kid does not get birthright citizenship, which is fucking nuts. That's, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking ugh. <laughs> well, I yeah. think that I think that in a year from just about right now, um, we can do something about it, and that's yeah. That's I all. mean, the question is: all these people who are pissed off at Trumpito. Are they actually going to try to do something about it? Because I'll that's, tell you what, the people who always vote are conservatives. Yep. Old white people vote. Yep. Straight up. Old Straight white people up. vote. Yeah. Straight up, now down, do you really want <laughs> me ever? Or get some, uh, get some Travis Scott. Straight up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, did you watch the Travis Scott documentary? I haven't finished it. 
I started it, but yeah. And then shout out H Town again. H Town's coming through. H Town. Did you know he went to UTSA? Travis Scott? I had no idea. He dropped out. No, UTSA. I, I don't know a ton about him, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's Texas, I think, born and raised. I knew he was Houston. Like, he's a Houston dude. Mm-hmm. Good for him, man. It was a weird documentary. I don't really understand it, but I liked it. <laughs> Maybe that's for next time. I like his shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like his Jordan collabs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right, James, what else do you want to talk about? You good? You feel good? I feel good, man. I think this is good. I'm excited. Our first remote recording. That's right. Hey, hit us up uh, on Instagram and in the comments and everything if y'all have something to say about this episode. Yeah, We'd love let us know. To keep the conversation going. Yeah, you don't like my my politics? Cool, tell me. I'll see if I listen. <laughs> I'll do my best to to try to try to pay attention to what you think. Right. I'm just right. kidding. But if you do I have think- something to say, if you have an if you have an opinion, feel free to share it. Yeah. And like and subscribe and rate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Try to give us that five stars. To quote Bomani Jones, if you give us a four stars, I'm inclined to think that you are a hater. Because <laughs> you know four stars is not good enough. It's not going to work. a five-star system. No. <laughs> we out here fucking hustling. James is in Japan. I'm That's in right. my daughter's bedroom. Come We're still me. working. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. I went to work, came home, made dope-ass dinner, recorded. That's hustling. right. And a responsible father. Every day I'm hustling, hustling, <laughs> hustling, hustling. That's right. We got tequila in my future tonight. <laughs> All right, James. Man. Well, send us videos. Send us pictures. We want to see where you're gonna go. Where are you going next in Japan? You're in Tokyo. Where are you going next? So I'm in Tokyo right now. Jillian's Tokyo. actually about to perform a concert tonight um, or Friday. Not tonight, but Friday. Um, and then we are going to. Uh, I think it's Ogas. No, 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 no. We're going to Karuizawa, sure. and then we're going to. Hiroshima. Uh, we're just we're going a little bit all over. A lot of everywhere. That's awesome. I'm just gonna try to see everything. Yeah. Turning Japanese. Dope. I think you're turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> and for everybody else. So. Alright, bring me something fun for my kids, would you? Absolutely. <laughs> alright. Alright. <laughs>